the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 421 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to another week of randomness, technology and life brought to you from the mighty Waikato. Uh, this week, Chris, I got new internet, finally. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. It's something like 800 or 900 megs down and 500 up or something silly. So we're doing this live. <laughs> in, in person, yeah. For, for a change and, and you're telling me the internet's fixed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just got it. But so, yeah, I'm with Skinny. I get an extra $10 off because I'm with Skinny with my mobile, and uh, which is cool. And then it's... Like $27 cheaper than what I was paying with two degrees if it was the same speed. Anyway, not a problem. Skinny's like, oh, we can do that. We can connect you on the 15th. And uh, I had to cancel two degrees on the 12th. Otherwise, they're going to bill me for another month, right? So I'm preparing myself for three days without proper internet. So hard life. Um, and <laughs> I, I would die. Yeah, but carry- yeah, but I'm talking to the skinny woman on the chat, and I'll ask them questions because they don't list what the upload speed is. They only talk about download. I was like, "What's your upload speed?" Okay, and I said, "Okay, this is all good. Do I need to tell the two degrees people that I am leaving them, like, uh, or do you need their details?" No, you just ring them and uh, you cancel it. Okay, so I'm on hold forever for two degrees. I cancel it, which is fine. Then later on, I get an email from Skinny going. Hey, we'll talk to two degrees. Give us your account number and stuff. I was like, bro, you need to retrain your person on the chat. Anyway, the modem turned up, which was fine. I have to use their modem because the one I've got doesn't go fast enough, which is fine. Uh, they've dumbed it down, Chris. It has one light that just says internet. <laughs> and if it's green, you have internet. There, there's nothing else. <laughs> My modem is a monster of a thing. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just got this. <laughs> so it's about this big, and the whole the things that like a normal size modem, and right in the middle is this little tiny light. It just says internet. That's it. I'm like, okay, cool. Anyway, works really well. That's good. Um, the three days where I'm not supposed to have internet, I don't know what happens, but I had internet. It went off for about ten minutes. Then I got a text going, "You're on with Skinny. Plug that modem in." Cool. Then half an hour later. I get a passive-aggressive text message from Two Degrees. Hey, we're sending you a courier bag. You have to put the modem in it. Send it back to us in 10 days. If you don't, we'll charge you $200. Okay, cool. Today, hey, that courier bag's on its way. You should have it today. Make sure you get back to us within 10 days. Or, you know, $200 again. (laughs) What? What is going on, bro? I've had this modem for two years. I... you don't even offer it anymore. It's old tech. I don't know what's going on. So I, I, that's where I was before. I threw it at the post shop in case they come and kick my door down or something. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so that's been happening. I had to go to uh, Mailbox too and post something. I got jury duty in a couple of months. So there oh, might okay. be some stories there. Maybe. Or maybe someone can't tell. Who maybe. Knows? Who, knows? Who knows? Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so that was your week? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, Pretty man. much. Yeah, I've, I've had a, a huge week. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll start with last night, because we had a LinkedIn Local last night. Oh. Which was, was at the Hamilton Gardens in the Egyptian Garden. 
Oh, okay. So, so, so it was like a private function in there. They had music. Oh. They had speakers. They had um, booze. Did you um, like the Egyptian garden? It was really good. I hadn't been there before. I hadn't yeah. seen it before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I was, I was quite impressed with that. Mm. And it was a really good um, venue. Actually, I, I did a quick, um, like, video round, like, with the phone. Yeah. So I might share that on Facebook. Uh, I, I meant to do it, but I've been so busy I haven't thought about it. So I'll share that on Facebook on, on the Chris and Sam uh, Facebook podcast Facebook page. That's the one. <laughs> Spit it out. Yeah. Anyway, I've, I've got a few things I just thought were interesting. So Sarah Olmo was one of the speakers. Yep. Yep. And Olympic so she, cyclist. Yeah. And so she does now does um, speaker coaching. No, they all do that. She's <laughs> don't, don't troll me. Um, she she's a uh, ambassador for cycle tours and that sort of thing. Oh yes, that's right. Yep, yeah, yep, okay. Yep. So cyclo tourism uh, was nothing in New Zealand, and back in the eighties, yeah, between twenty and thirty percent of stu- uh, school kids rode a cycle to school. Yeah, of course. And then in the nineties, that dropped to two percent. Yeah. And then it just sort I don't, of stayed I don't, really, really low. I don't blame them. There's some nutters out there driving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was the thing. So then, so Sarah, Sarah grew up in the 90s, and like her dad, she was like, My dad was a weirdo. He cycled to work, you know, tucked his pants into his socks, I, put the yeah. bicycle clips yeah. on. And he said, But back then, nobody did that. Like, you mm. were a weirdo if yeah, you yeah, did that. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. Yes. Yeah, I, I can imagine those people too. Uh, in Wellington, nobody cycled anywhere. <laughs> no. Not, not where I lived anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hills were too no, steep. those hills would kill you. You just go down and leave the bike. Yeah, somewhere. yeah. But anyway, um, so that sort of changed um, when they did doctored the Otago Central Rail Cycle Trail. So there was a Is that one of the first ones they yeah, did. Yeah, that's then. the first one they oh, did, yeah. cool. and it changed the game a little bit. So, um, and then John Key tried to do the north to south, you know. Cape Rianga to the Bluff Cycle Trail. Oh, that's right. I remember that vaguely. Yeah, I remember that vaguely. But what happened? Um, Nothing? No. It, somebody with <laughs> How did she say it? Why is her heads prevailed? And it turned into the 22 Great Rides of oh, New Zealand. Yeah, okay, cool. That um, makes sense. So they got the sec- uh, sections of it yes. and, and made them Great Rides. And that's, what be- they- that's become a huge tourism thing mm. in New Zealand. And they do over 100,000 a year in... Um, these the big rides. The, when you say hundred thousand, is that people? Hundred thousand people. Well, the way they they um, count it is the standard for every one, so they can tell the difference between each one. But oh, sometimes okay. it'll be counting them there and back. Ah, oh. so you can't tell whether it's a return journey or a one way journey. Mm, okay. But since it's the same for all of them, you assume that's pretty good. But Tiawa. They wanted to make Tiawa one of the twenty-two great rides, and they that put it just in. opened, eh? That finally, yeah. finally opened a piece yeah, of it. Yeah, that's from basically uh, Narawahia through to Cambridge. Cambridge, that's, yes, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, so that has finally opened, and they said oh, we'll make this one of the things. And she said uh, they didn't believe us, so we didn't get in. To be fair, we said we'd do it in four years, and it took us eight. <laughs> to oh, wow. but she goes, it's the only one that's concreted. Yeah, that's right. It is. Yeah, and uh, from December to uh, yeah December to February. Okay, how many people do you think did that using this same counting thing that they've got? I'm going to say fifty thousand. One hundred ninety-five thousand. Yeah, 
That's yeah, cool. so that's huge. So there's going to be a huge tourism. When you're thing, on an thing. e-bike and you just press a button to go, you <laughs> wanted a well. It's true. You wanted as smooth as possible. None of this. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want gravel. No, hell no. no. Um, so so it was good. And then we had um, Shane Forrest spoke as well. There was another woman that spoke who's taken over uh, Jason Dawson's role, but I can't remember her name. I didn't write it down. And I didn't. Where'd Jason Dawson go? He was the. He head. went to Air New Zealand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was Waikato Tourism. So yeah. whoever the Waikato, t- I want to say Hillary, but I might have got that wrong. We are great with mentioning names. We had the other week the Field Days dude, and now we've got <laughs> Hillary. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> from Tourism uh, Waikato. Yeah, journalistic integrity. Uh, yeah. Um, but Shane Forrest um, from Hobbiton, he, he oh, right. t- told okay. some stories. So did you know? That fifty percent of all visitors to Hobbiton yeah. have never watched the movies or read the book. Yeah, I can believe that. Really, I think so. It just blows my mind because they get shipped in from all over the place. My uncle turned up on a cruise ship and went there. Man, okay. Um, so you know how that thing happened. I, I, I love the story he he told, and he told it really well. I'll do it real quick. He, they're flying around looking for green hills, a body of water, and a big tree for the film. For the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the original um, film. Yep. So the loca- uh, location scouting. Yep. Yep. And uh, they go, oh, there's one. So they land, they go in, and they go to speak to, I'm going to say Andrew, I think it was the guy that owns it. And he's like, what do you want? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, we want to use this. He goes, the NPC final's about to start, and the Chiefs are playing the finals. Go away. And they're like, we we can't really go away. We you know, hide a helicopter. The, the, the helicopter's running, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he goes... Well, you're not interrupting my game. I tell you what, as long as you close the gates, you can have a look around, come back here, and then we can talk about it. Okay. <laughs> and that's how it started. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so the Hobbiton's 12 acres out of the 1,250 acres that he owned. So it was only oh, a small amount. Yeah. 1%. Is that 1%? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, 1%. Um, yeah, so, um, yep. And then, so they made a really rough one, and then 2008 they came back and did the the big one. What I did find interesting was it grew after the Hobbiton film, uh, the Hobbit, the Hobbit film. Okay. Um, and t- uh, particularly after 2012 when they did the Green Dragon Inn, right? And it built almost every year. It was 100%, 100,000 that year more, 100,000 next year. It's a mental amount of numbers. So this per year, per year. But, oh, yeah. But, but still. yeah, it, um, Pre-COVID, the biggest they peaked at six hundred and fifty thousand in the year. Whoa! And then COVID hit. Yeah, borders closed. That's not good. At that point, they were at three hundred and twenty-seven staff. Yep. COVID closed. They cut back to twenty-six staff. Whoa! With the borders closed, there's no tourists coming in. They still managed to do sixty thousand visitors, which is more than they expected. Oh, that is good because they did have that whole drive of Kiwis they, getting out there. Yeah, yeah. What's in your own backyard type yeah. thing. Yeah. So that was really good. He said, we didn't expect to get that. And that kept them going, kept the lights going. So now they're back up to 50 staff and the, the building back up. Nice. Seems to be going on. So anyway, I thought I would share that. That was really cool. It was a very good LinkedIn local. I met some cool people. I've got some uh, interesting work lined up and bits and pieces perhaps. So we'll more on that later. Nice. What else is going on? I learned that there are swingless golf clubs. <laughs> and I just found one, but there must be more of them. There's a it, few of them. It, do you rack it? No. And then you go pull the trigger and it hits the ball. <laughs> How does that work? 
You're almost correct, but you don't hold it like a gun, the movement you just did with your arm. It's a normal looking golf club with a trigger in the handle and this piston thing comes flying out of the head of the club. So you just hold it next to the ball, press this button, it goes, Doop. Um, 50 to 200 yards, it'll fire this ball. And you sort of just angle it. And this website... Or you could put it against the sheep's head and kill it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like No Country for Old Men to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so this website was like, we're trying to get a million, a million golfers back into the game. Like injured, old, whatever. And they're just going along. I don't even know how it's powered. I don't really look into it, but I just watched a few videos of this guy just going, click, and it's got a double... Uh, double trigger safety mechanism. Like a safety hole, yeah. yeah, and you can click it. Yeah, and it goes. He just—it's weird because it just goes doof, and this ball goes flying down the green. Anyway, it's a whole industry I learned about. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. very crazy. Um, there was a story. I've got a funny feeling. New Zealand tiny homes—they uh, liquidated, right? And. There's a photo of the guy at Field Days, and we didn't talk to him, but I think when we went to Field Days, it was that weirdo electrician guy we were speaking to. Remember, he was like, he he was like, random ass? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he, had, he was like a subcontractor to these guys, or yeah, one yeah. of them, I think, anyway. So, this tiny home company basically have been ordered by the court to hand over the tiny houses that were almost complete, and it's a groundbreaking court decision. They don't normally do this. But the court basically said... Hey, look, um, you've got these houses. They're 95% complete. These people paid for them. Uh, we know which house belongs to every person, and there's and they're all individually marked that way as well. You have to give them to them. So w- were they going into liquidation? Yeah, they already have gone into liquidation, and they've gone through that whole process and everything. And these people don't w- would normally just lose out, I suppose. And the court said, well, actually, no, you... you you yeah. have you have stuff. If the safety's done. Like if if it's to the level that it's safe, I think that's a good decision. Yeah, it, there's, it's probably going to need a little bit of work to get up to spec for whatever council it's going to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because normally they uh, remain property of the company. But uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, I, I want to tell you the story. Um, I went to the Chiefs. I'm loving this Chiefs gig. I really am. Well, it, you know what. They're always doing stuff, Chris. I'm sure you can just keep turning up every year now. <laughs> Did you have more people this week? Uh, no. No, oh, I had the same guys. So, okay. so well. which is cool, which is cool. But, yeah, so I started talking about transformational stories, and I was like, because we were talking about media and, and answering questions in media, and Sam knows, when I say chunks, Sam knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's right. little um, pieces of content or information. And so I was explaining all this to them, and I, when I said – when you tell a story, you need to have a before and after and the transformation that happens in the middle. And that's your story. That's your chunk. That's the thing that you do. And they go, oh, give us an example. And so I told them the Guy Brucey story, which I don't think I've ever told anyone. It doesn't sound familiar. So, I, the way you're looking, it's, <laughs> this could be gold. Strap it could, yourselves be, it could in. be stupid. So um, this it was a long time ago. I was, I think... I think I was 16 or 17. Oh, right? shit, that's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I was probably about five foot, and I was probably about 55 kg. That's the I bit was... I can't comprehend of how small yeah, you must I, have been. I grew when I was 18. Like, I grew a foot when yeah, I was 18. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, so it was before I grew. I was really small. And I'd been doing karate at this point for six months to a year. But when you're that age, when you get into something, you do it. 
there's nothing else. That's yeah. all you do. So like, it's very I was, condensed. Almost. I was really into it. And I, I, I was geeking out and learning all the Japanese and all the rest of it. So at the end of a class, we would quite commonly um, do free fighting. So say, who, who's up for free fighting? You know, if you're injured, you might sit it out. But I was always up for it. And then the, everybody, they'd line up. You, you're facing a partner, fight. And everybody's wandering around, kicking, punching each other, okay. sort of light sparring, light sparring. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Light sparring, and the instructor's sort of watching, walking through, and going, "Hey, um, why don't you, you know, lower your weight or move this way?" You know, like he's just giving instruction and keeping an eye on everybody. Okay. So I've got this guy. His name is Guy Bruzy. That's actually his name. So Guy Bruzy's up against you. Yeah, I'm five foot six, under sixty kg. He is six foot two and. Uh, he's a Samoan dude, and he's about, I want to say, 120, 125 How old is this KG. dude? Um, is he 16? No, 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 no. Oh, was uh, he, he would have been 28, which was really old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was an old dude, so he could have been 22, 24. I don't know. He was old. Okay. It, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my mind. So he was, he was a blue belt, and I was a white belt. Okay. So he's only just above me. Yes. And so he steps forward and punches and hits me in the chest and a boom and it knocks me back a step. And he steps forward with his other hand, foot, punches with the other hand, hits me in the chest, boom, and it hits me back. But you're not falling over. I'm not falling over. He's got reach on me. I can't quite reach him. Yeah, yeah. And all that's happening is he's coming forward, step bang, step bang, step bang, and I'm getting bounced back and I'm starting to get angry. And you know, I don't. I used to have a short of fuse when I was a, a teenager, okay. but I still wasn't like – I didn't lose my yeah, shit yeah. Too, too quickly. So anyway, I started thinking of it like a video game because the way he was just step-bang, step – there was no finesse in that. No, no. So I'm like, video game, what do you do? You tap back, you tap forward. So as he came forward, um, I jumped back. Yeah. So he didn't really hit me. And as he pulled his fist back – I jumped forward and did what, what's called a starsky. It's a slight uppercut into the uh, solar plexus. And I hit him really hard and I dropped him. And he hits the ground like a sack of spuds yeah. and he's going, Aah! and the instructor, who's, who's, um, he's a lightweight as well, um, so he wasn't a big guy. He turns around and sees me jumping up and down, bouncing on my toes, going, get up, get up, I'm going to hit you again because I'm yeah. so wound up. And this big guy's on the ground like cradling his stomach and, and trying to breathe and Pete comes over the instructor comes over and goes, uh what happened uh go and sit down <laughs> like yeah so you know that's the common courtesy thing you go and sit down while they tend to the person okay and then he gets me back up and he goes okay fight and, and you can see Pete's going what the hell happened yeah how'd this happen anyway so I, I start okay. up and I'm like okay I've I taught this guy a lesson <laughs> yeah and so he comes forward and he goes Punch, boom, punch, boom. The same thing again. Yeah, and then he, he goes, that's not fair. Don't hit so hard. Punch, boom, punch, boom. It's supposed to be light sparring. Punch, boom. And, I, and it clicked in that moment. It clicked. And I realized he wasn't, there was no maliciousness. He was just absolutely ignorant of how hard he was hitting me. Oh, he yeah, had yeah. no understanding. But before that, I would always think these guys are having a go at me or mm. whatever. And that was a fundamental shift in, in my thought processes and made a huge difference going forward. So that is a transformational story. Oh.
<laughs> Very good. That's good. Yeah. And did the chief guys like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're all, all uh, working on transformational stories to share with me I'm on, go- next cool. week. So I, bet, be cool. I bet some of them will be amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah. Anyway, I thought you should share that one. This uh, for, There's a photographer who found Instagram fame for his striking portraits has now confessed his images were actually AI generated, uh, which has upset a few people. There's some of them look really good and some don't. But the problem is he has sort of said they're AI generated, but then he's also said when asked, no, I shot that with a uh, Nikon D810, D810, uh, whatever. And um, like that's AI generated there apparently. But you can see where you would think that's real. Yeah. But that one there, the old woman, is definitely AI generated. On the left. Yeah, because it looks weird. So anyway, he... um, But he's getting like 13,000 likes. I don't know if he's been making money from it or not. Yeah. And it it says at the bottom, fictional story, with the big long story he wrote about the picture. So he struggled to uh, disclose to his 28,000 followers that he was using mid-journey. Yeah, he he describes his work as AI-generated human-finished portraits. Uh, I don't know about that. There's a um, human p- finish. We put a, I put a color um, filter on filter it. Filter on it at the end. Have, you, the human have you seen the cartoon? And it's like four panels, and there's a woman in the bus or subway. The woman in the subway. She's got red hair, and she looks across, and there's a guy who looks like he's an artist. He's drawing, and then she goes. She's got her thought bubble, and she goes, "Oh look, I think he might be drawing me." And this dude's writing down like ChatGPT commands for an AI thing. Woman in red, looking this way, do this, photorealistic, 4K. <laughs> and it's like, artists of the future. <laughs> That's cool. I would totally do that. <laughs> Chris, I was activated. Um, you see, I, I, I haven't got much on this because I wasn't going to mention it necessarily, but did you see Weight Watchers have come become pill pushers in the States? Have they? What They've, are they pushing? Uh, the weight loss pills. Oh. So they've created their own brand, I don't yeah. know what it is, of pills. But I'm thinking that's a very... Slippery slope. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit different, right? But have you heard about what's the pill all the celebrities are taking? So these celebrities are turning up at the Oscars and they're looking amazing and they're all on this pill, right? So the backstory is basically, you know how Viagra is a byproduct of whatever the hell it was originally for. Yeah, yeah, something to do with your heart or something. Uh, yeah, or blood flow or vessels yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were like, oh, the side effect is, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. So they've done the same. There's a diabetes drug, right? And oh. the side effect is, oh, my gosh, you lose a lot of weight healthily and you keep it off. So it's pretty much this diet drug. But you have to get an injection once a week. And if you stop taking it, you put it all back on. So you have to keep doing it. It's $1,000 a pop. There's a, they've done a ton of research on the diabetes side of it, but not on the side effect, which is the weight loss. But somehow these celebrities are getting their hands on it and uh, getting a $1,000 injection a week to just uh, start losing I'll weight. I'll tell you how they get their hands on it. People go to them and go, for just $1,000 a week, <laughs> That's <laughs> this right. will yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. Someone, and, they, some- and they ring their mates because they're all on the same uh, phone tree and they go, does this work? And they go, hell yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you might have had something there. <laughs> hey, uh, I know that you are all about alcoholic uh, innovation. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking about the times we go to field days and we talk to the random people there selling stuff. This guy has got a startup and he's making rum from Coomera. Oh, nice. He's going to be a bit stuck for this coming season. 
I'd, oh, really? Yeah, the Coomera is getting really, uh, it's too uh, high, um, not deep enough, and it's getting drowned, and it's really turning out oh. bad. My mate and Gizzy was saying the other day, so because so he's in a vineyard and they're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. It's rum distilled using Coomera mash, molasses, and then stored in wine caskets. They sold out of its first batch, but I mean, okay, so a thousand bottles is what they made. Coomera rum. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try that. Oh, I'm trying the ca- cauliflower ice cream, finally, on, what, on Monday. What, what's that? I don't know. I don't know talking- I talked about that. No. Oh, so um, one it's- of my clients, the one I've just got off the phone with, uh, well, off before the this. Zoom with before this, he uh, runs Innovate, uh, Emerging Innovator Program. Yeah. Um, publicly funded scientists make them more entrepreneurial, get them in, into that commercialization. And one of their graduates, uh, uh, I want to say Mandy, Molly, something like that. A name beginning with okay. M. <laughs> name probably beginning with M. Good. A female. Um, she's come up, and this was at field days, but we didn't see it. And I need to see this. Does that mean it was in the food tent or somewhere it else? It might have been, yeah. yeah. So she's made this thing, which is. Um, Ice cream made out of cauliflower. It's made, and it's apparently it's really good. But anyway, the r- reason I know about this for Monday is he goes the advertising or the celebrating the launch of her ice cream product at Hell Pizzas. Hell Pizzas are carrying it, so we're going to Hell Pizzas for lunch on Monday oh. and tasting it. So I'm like, I was like, oh, that's just down the road from me. And he goes, oh, you're welcome to come along. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> Last time I had Hell Pizza, and it was the one just down the road, it was very, very disappointing. Oh, really? It was absolutely terrible, to be honest, the pizza. Oh, I had a pizza from there not that long ago. It was right? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, you yeah. just there's that consistency, eh? Mm. Just mm. never know. Yeah, I, I do tend to get the same thing. Limbo is my one Limbo, of that's got to have blue, fake, no blue, meat? Blue cheese. Oh, that's yeah, right. So it's no, um, yeah, there's no meat, but yeah. I don't eat the meat. Okay, so um, how are we going for time? Oh, we're good. You've got like four minutes to fill in. <laughs> Thanks. What could go wrong? Uh, oh, yeah, so I've got um, yellow shout out to Eamon. So um, Eamon listened to the uh, last episode. He's my salsa instructor. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, hi, Eamon. <laughs> and he goes, don't worry, you'll get the Arnie right if you keep practicing. Good things come with time. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Because I did a really bad uh, Arnie impression last week, if you recall. Hey, so, at yeah. Lincoln Loka, was Brent there, the property manager dude? No, I didn't see him okay. there. He, he has been there in I, previous I, ones. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. So on Monday, uh, we had the council uh, pool inspection, which they come around and charge the landlord $150 for that privilege. Anyway, to make sure that fencing is around yeah, it and all that stuff. I think that's the gist of it. So I came home, Brent was still there, and he goes, oh, yeah, pass, no worries, but I'm just going to nail a, a bit of this, the fence paling back on. I was like, okay, sweet. So he's pulling out these old crusty nails. He's trying to bang them back in, and our fence is wonky as in the pool area. Hits this nail, goes flying into the pool. Oh, okay, I'll get that out for you. Cool. And then I said, what about the fence up there, like the next level up, which is on an angle of about 22 degrees? Oh, Yeah. I think I need to go talk to those people in that house and figure out what's going on because it's like a concrete fence and then they've got two posts bolted together and the posts are moved. Anyway, talking to him, yakking away, yakking away. He's going away to Japan later on in the year. What do you think he enters at Masters level World Championships, if you were going to guess? Because I never knew this. He just goes, I'm... Yeah, I could could see him playing darts, but then they don't have Masters, do they? 
I don't know. Uh, no, he's a swimmer. He does 50, yeah, 50 metres and 100 metres is his jam. He just went and had a big comp in Auckland the other week. Um, he did, he's doing the Masters yeah, in Japan. Yeah, fit. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I, yeah, I never would, I wouldn't have picked him as a swimmer. No. Is that because he's short? Because I always think of swimmers as being tall and Yeah, exactly. Scraggly, his, I guess. Yes. His body type is... Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not fat or anything. But no, no, he's, he's definitely fitness, squarer than, than. Yeah, tall. yeah. So he was going good. He said at the masters level, whatever grade he's in for his age group, he's right near the top of that. But he's got people that are competing against him who are like next level. Swim at the uh, I don't know if it was the Olympics or the Commonwealth Games, and they're training like every day, all day. That's all they do. And he goes, it's just mind blowing to see how much better they are. And I was like, yeah, well, you get that if that's all you're doing all day. Yeah, 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 for sure. Wouldn't, oh, I guess, yeah. But wouldn't that put you off? No, I think, I don't okay. know. I, no, I think it's just a little, it's good. I think it's a good judgment for him to see where he is because he said, like, you know, they're, they're leading by, like, four seconds. And for me to be only four seconds behind that dude? Yeah, 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 good. for sure, for sure. Because that, that would be the same with the fighting. I've fought people that are way better than me. Yeah. And you learn good Stuff yeah, from yeah. That. You only get better when you um, compete with people that are better than you. That's right. Yeah. What's happening this week? Anything exciting? Uh, More so cheats. I've got um, I've got Solskjaer after this, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, Monday, uh, Saturday night, Carl and I, I bought him tickets. I bought him a T-shirt and I bought him tickets to... For his uh, birthday. Yeah, for his birthday to this movie. So it's the D&D movie. I bought him a D&D T-shirt. Oh. It's the D&D movie. Um, so it's a it's a sneak pre sneak preview because it doesn't launch for another two weeks. Oh, uh, it tweets. So I'm gonna we're going. Well, there you go then. Hopefully, so cool. hopefully that's good. It, it does should, it justice. Yeah, I hope so because we've both got D and D t-shirts to represent in. <laughs> that's something. Uh, I am going to an escape room on Saturday. It's my daughter's Ooh. birthday next week, so we're doing something this weekend. Ah, uh, cool. Uh, she has picked. Oh, I don't think it's called The Asylum. It's, uh, I think it's a, um, you haven't heard from your friend in a while and you go around to his shack, I think is the story, and they're not in the shack and you've got to figure out what's going on. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so it sounds like a little bit of a murder mystery Possibly, yeah. style thing. Okay. Uh, and I think they may be a bit of a conspiracy theorist, I think. Okay. I don't know. So there's like four escape room places in Hamilton, I think, that you can pick from. This one, I think, is called Confinement, which was the one at Sky City. But five days ago, they moved down the road a little bit into a bigger building. So apparently they can have more escape rooms, uh, which they're building now. There's a brand new one, which opens tomorrow. And you're on a flight and you pass out in the airplane. Like it looks like a 747 is the shot they've got. You wake up, no one else is in the plane, and you got to try and figure out what's going on. Wow, that they've, sounds pretty cool. They've also got an, I don't know if it's them or another one. So one, you, you, you do that with a group of you, right? Uh, you, no, you yeah, you can do two, I think. I think two's the minimum. Okay. Yeah, which will be hard work, I think. Uh, but uh, you can also, there's one where you've got an hour to escape before an earthquake hits Hamilton. Nice. It's a different one. There's so many different variants. And the cool thing is, they... Uh, they put on the website the clues to this were updated on in March this year, so they've got the replayability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I never yeah. thought about. 
I knew they changed rooms quite a bit, like they switch out rooms, full yeah. rooms. Uh, yeah, anyway, I yeah, will have a feedback. Just, yeah, because uh, while well, you mentioned that, because I want to do that, um, but I, I'm also loving. So, um, Spookers are doing a um, what do you call it? Phil D Potato uh, Irish. Uh, St. Patrick's. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, that's a bar. Yeah. Yeah, you posted something. Yeah, I posted one of their videos. Uh, so I'm like, God damn it, that'd be so fun. I'd love to go up for that, um, but I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, to if do you it are, or be part of it. Oh, either or, oh, yeah. both. I, I mean, just to go there, and, and it, it would be better to go with somebody. Yeah. But if you are in, in Auckland and you're not doing much on St. Patrick's Day, go to Spookers. It's a hell of a good time. And um, yeah, that'd be great. It'd be Excellent. Great. Oh, well, that brings us to the end of this podcast, Chris. Uh, Chris. Gosh, I'm so tired. I can't even see your name. <laughs> anyway, this is the end of 421. Uh, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. I'll see ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.